Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network, and we are very happy to welcome Caleb Franz back to the program. Caleb's a program manager with Young Voices and also the host of a podcast called Profiles in Liberty. Caleb, good to catch up with you. Hey, Brian. It's uh, it's great to be here. Uh, I, I love talking to you, and it's, it's great to chat about this, uh, this subject we got here today in particular. Yeah, I, I have to admit... I am not that big of a comic book fan. I probably would have been given the chance, but I understand uh, you you ha- know a bit about comic book history. And I- I'm reading an a- article here from you, Censorship Scared Horror Comics to Death. Okay, I want to know the story behind this. Yeah, this is, this is a really fascinating story. And I, uh, I I had this article published recently and and real clear history about uh, about kind of the history of, of, of horror comics. And it, it was a good timing because it kind of played on the themes of the Halloween season. Uh, it got published uh, the Friday before Halloween. And essentially what happened was back in the 50s, you know, there were there was this big wave of of this kind of like social conservatism coming through uh, the country and everyone was kind of pointing their fingers and trying to find everything to blame for the reason why childhood delinquency was, was on the rise and, and they couldn't quite figure it out. So, so one of the scapegoats that they found was that, well, it has to be comic books. It's, it's these comic (laughs) books that's, that's, that's driving these kids to act out and to, to speak out against their parents and they're doing all these terrible things. Um, and 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 that led to uh, what uh, amounted to a Senate subcommittee on childhood delinquency, which essentially this was a, a Senate subcommittee on comic books is they what t- it was. They took basically. that seriously, apparently, in those yeah, days. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the United States Senate had a committee dedicated to investigating comic books. So just wow. <laughs> take that in for what you will. Um, but essentially there was, there was a serious, uh, you know, serious concern over the, the kind of content that comic books were putting out, uh, specifically with regard to horror comics and crime comics and, and how graphic they, they tend to got, uh, it tend to, tended to, uh, to get, and um, it led to eventually this big altercation between some some titan industry or, uh, industry titans uh, in the comic book industry uh, during the subcommittee, where um, this uh, his name was uh, William Gaines of of Entertainment Comics, and and he was getting to this verbal altercation with this Tennessee senator, and and the senator was like, "Do you not think that these comics have have any impact whatsoever on on kids?" Um, and he was like, I, I don't see any evidence for that. I, I don't believe that uh, to be the case. I don't think it has uh, these these things that you're implying. Well, the senator pulled up. He was kind of waiting at the bits uh, for this opportunity, he pulled up one of one of the covers of one of these comics. And it, it showed a, uh, a a man who I believe was the husband of this woman. And it showed in one hand it was a bloody axe. In the other hand, it showed uh, her head and her body was laying there on on the floor. Now it doesn't show anything graphic per se, but the imagery certainly alludes to something graphic happening. <laughs> and think? he's like, "Do you think that this is really like you know good and wholesome, or, or do you think this is appropriate for a comic book cover?" Uh, and he said, "Yes, I I do think it is." 
for a horror comic <laughs> because that's what this is. This isn't necessarily for everyone. You know, this this was a time when this was a time when uh, comics were not for kids uh, all the time, much like how movies today, R-rated movies, you wouldn't show a three-year-old an R-rated movie, or at least I would hope not. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't pass out comic books to kids. You know, this was a time when people were coming back from war and adults wanted escapism just as much as children did. Uh, and, and that's why we had these uh, certain, you know, more adult-oriented comic books. Uh, well, that led to the uh, creation of what's known as the Comics Code Authority, and that uh, imposed uh, – the industry got together, basically, and imposed a set of rules of self-censorship to, to avoid government regulation and to avoid government censorship. Well, this <laughs> these rules were – uh, they went beyond just censoring uh, certain graphic details. They they went so far as to basically create this fantasy world uh, that that created this false reality for for children to go into, where even you know members of the law couldn't it couldn't be portrayed in anything but a positive light, and they you know would never do anything wrong. Uh, and it had to be uh, every story had to show that like crime doesn't pay if you're going to wow. uh, highlight it and and. And, and you, they couldn't even use terms like horror or terror in the covers, which, of course, that led to the demise of a lot of different uh, horror uh, comics in, in the industry as well. So, yeah, that, please expand. I want to know what the practical effect of that was on creativity in comics from that point forward, because yeah. this is the legitimate. Isn't this the legitimizing organization? I mean, kind of a, a guild, I guess, if you will. If you're not part of us, you really, you know, you can't call yourself. That's a that's essentially what it was. Yeah. Like anyone who, who wanted to be sold in any you didn't have to. It wasn't the law to have this stamp of approval from the Comics Code Authority. Um, but if if you wanted to have your your cells, you know, continue on the way that you expected them to, then yeah, it was kind of important. It was just kind of this implied threat, whether than rather than this uh, overbearing, like obvious threat from the state. Uh, and and that is, is it affected comic book sales for a lot of different industries. And the things that the one industry that could survive this was superhero comics, but it still affected them uh, because you see a lot of different stories changed from a lot of times comics back then would tackle adult themes and they would tackle really tough issues that uh, were grappling the nation at the time. Uh, and then the Comics Code Authority came along and it, it severely watered down a lot of the storytelling uh, abilities of, of these comic book industries. So even if they didn't go out of business, like the case was for a lot of horror comics or a lot of crime comics, um, their their ability to tell stories was severely inhibited. Interesting. Did it, did it expand opportunity for anybody to have this uh, this code, um, I mean, I, I love the free market. This is the reason I'm asking this. But did, did anybody benefit from from these restrictions? Uh, I'd say I'd say a, a few happy uh, special interest groups and, and lobbying groups. Um, you know, whether it be like 
just parents who were like really obsessive and concerned about like what what uh, their children were was getting into, or whether it be you know different uh, police uh, unions or, or or things like that. Um, you know, there's always some sort of special interest that that wants to impose these things, and those are always the ones who who tend to benefit. Uh, but what we see here, and, and this is kind of the case that I try to make in in this article, is that like their their concerns weren't entirely wrong. Um, there there was definitely a lot of graphic nature in in, in certain comics and in, in these uh, in in these comic books here, but. That was a a thing that parents needed to regulate for their own children and not for an entire industry, because what we saw was that when they tried to regulate the entire industry, it severely inhibited our own creativity and our own storytelling capabilities. And it led to, like I mentioned, a, uh, a fantasy uh, world, basically, where you were telling children this is what the world is like, when in reality, it's nothing like it. And it set them up to be uh, woefully ill-prepared for, for, the, for the trials of the real world. Something you point out in your article that, to me, this, this is the crux of what, what's at stake here, and that is free speech. It's far better to have too much free speech than to try to preemptively prevent somebody from saying something disagreeable or, or even harmful. The actual harm from preventing the free, the free speech that scares us creates harms that, that wouldn't have existed otherwise. Yeah, that's right. I, I think I think you put that just right. You know that people people get scared of free speech. Sometimes they get scared of what happens when we have too much freedom to express ourselves, or, or what happens whenever my kid might stumble uh, across something that might be uh, exposing him something to, to something too early, or you know something that he's not quite prepared for, um, and you know. There are risks with with all freedoms, not just the freedom of speech, but but with all freedoms. And that's something that has to be taken into account, just like in the real world. There are several risks. I'm far more concerned with our uh, with the risk that is associated with uh, having too little freedoms, specifically in the freedom of speech uh, than than not enough. Well, thank goodness we have fact checkers in our time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> speech we shouldn't hear. I, I yes, exactly. Caleb Franz is uh, our guest in this first segment of Moving Forward with Young Voices. And Caleb, tell people where they can find your work and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I'm on Twitter at Caleb Franz. Uh, my show Profiles in Liberty uh, goes into a lot of different characters throughout history. So if you like history stories like the one that I just uh, shared with you here, uh, then you're going to like that as well. So please uh, check that out on anywhere you can get podcasts from. Hey, Caleb, great to catch up with you once again. I hope we talk again soon. Yeah, absolutely. It was a blast. 